Krakoa Radio presents. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the most important books in the X-Men line. I am your host, Nick, accompanied by my very distant co-host. Very distant and very cold. It's Josh, everybody. I have moved. <laughs> we are we are distant in, in geography, but we are still close in heart, my friend. Oh, yeah. And close in podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the screens are very close to each other. There's only Pierce. one tiny gap in between the screens. I know. I know. We can get there, buddy. We'll we'll bridge that gap. <laughs> so today we have uh, Inferno and Trial of Magneto. We're covering multiple issues of both of them. We'll give issue reviews after the end of the kind of cumulative review of these two yeah. events. We want to catch up on the big events. We probably have really interesting hot takes. We have not really talked in detail about what we think about this stuff. No, we haven't. We've we've hinted, but I I, I feel like we're probably on the same page. But we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, when it comes to X Men news, is I feel like every day now there's like a different trickling of different news. So much X Men news. The most interesting one I, I shared with you recently was they're doing a continuation of the animated X Men cartoon. In comics, which they've done before, they've done multiple like yeah, they've done it before, yeah. But this is them doing the Krakoa story in their universe. Interesting. And who's who's spearheading this one? I forgot. Oh, I should yeah. have wrote down. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's happening. So that's weird. Um, that is I'm, weird. I'm so interesting to see how that goes. Are we gonna? We'll review the first issue and take it from there. I think. Oh, very. Yeah, I'm very curious. At the very least, at curiosity level, we have to review yeah. the first issue. Yeah. Uh, we also had more details about the Knights of X. Oh, do we? I don't know if I've seen it yet. I've been uh... just like posters and ads and stuff like okay. that with the team. I think Teeny Howard is doing that one. Okay, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested. So those are the two main. Ones. I feel like there's one I'm forgetting now, and I can't remember it. The Immortal X Men. Yes, Immortal X Men. Uh, this week, the X Lives of Wolverine starts, so I gotta it grab did. that. At yeah. the end of the week and probably catch up on Wolverine. Yeah. Was there a Wolverine Red episode? news? Yes. X-Men Red, we now know, is mainly about being in space. It's about yeah. the red planet. Like this right. is like gonna be okay. Storm's book. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm like, okay, isn't that what the point of Sword is? No, Sword is Abigail Brand's book. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's I think there's more to Sword than just Mars, and it sounds like X-Men Red is going to be um Mars. So, yeah, there's so much different X-Men news. So we thought we have to at least catch up on the major events happening. Yes. And based off our last or previous reviews of Inferno, we're obviously very excited. And I still stand by that this series feels like a direct sequel from Power of X and House of X. Oh, 100%. I mean, they even storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Same. I mean, for the most of the book, they changed at the last book. But for for most of it, it was the same artist. Yes. Um. And yeah, I mean, they even recreated a bunch of scenes from that that opening chapter, you know? Yeah, so my, and we'll get into more why I feel this way at the end of these two reviews, but with all this other stuff happening with immortal X-Men and new X-Men and Red and all this stuff, and we know that Hickman's not spearheading this whole thing anymore. Yes. Are we concerned 
that they're kind of just throwing shit in the wall and seeing what sticks. 100% I'm concerned. Because that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. It's already feeling like this and Hickman is not even truly gone. Like in the books that we're reading right now, you know, like these are still under Hickman's umbrella and they feel like no one's talking to each other. Yes, exactly. Yeah, actually, that's the core of this whole book. And I feel like both of these books left me with the question of, well, why was Inferno just a story in the X-Men book? Yeah. Why did it have to be an event? Because it doesn't really end like an event book, but we'll get into all this. So in issue three of Inferno, we learned some, some pretty interesting stuff about Cypher and his role in all this since the beginning. And lots of hints that directly connect to House of X and Power of X. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So we learned that when Xavier brought him to the island, said, hey, what can you do? A scene we saw originally, but now we're staying with Doug in this moment. And how overwhelming, obviously, of a task it's going to be. So we asked Warlock, do we trust him? And I love that this like maturity from a previously very young, naive character. And a guy who still acts kind of naive sometimes, but he apparently has been playing the long game just as much as everyone else. Doug has often been portrayed right up there with with Kitty as one of the smartest of the X-Men, like not like beast smart, but like in a way that's like, oh, no, no, no. This person can figure shit out. Obviously, I mean, Cypher, but like you don't you don't play a game of chess with somebody like cypher and and like that's what is happening here like you said his maturity level from like even like way back in the new mutant days you know like just yes. it's it's good to see and frankly even warlock's maturity to to an extent yeah yeah well so i'm going through what we're seeing with doug and there's one moment that kind of made me kind of raise an eyebrow the moment where he tells beast that he gave him everything he needed to make this plant in the first place Yep. And Beast was very excited, but it also seemed like it was something he shouldn't have done. Like, I got a weird vibe. Like Beast was so excited and he assumed that Doug wouldn't do it the way he thought he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's going to play a factor a little bit later. But we also learn that the entity that is Warlock is part of the island. Like he almost is as much the island as, as Krakoa is. And that's what I can't, I couldn't recall if we knew that already because like, because we saw in the very beginning and how, and one of the, one of the houses or powers of X, when Doug first goes to Krakoa, he touches a plant and Warlock goes into that plant. Like that is a scene that I vividly remember from the original, the original run. And, and, and ever since they've had like, Krakoan technology you know what i mean like there's yeah. it's been like bio um mechanic or like plant-based mechanics and computers so like i i was wondering like oh wait did we know this all along then because like how else would they do all this if not for warlock so like yeah i don't think we did not know this and i think i that's don't supposed to be like i think this is the beginning of the downfall of the island now that we oh. know this island is basically run by an alien technology that we know in the far far future kills everything yes it's probably not good that your main island's basically made out of that no 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 it's not a good sign um when making this island 
there are certain parts that Krakoa as the creature cannot see, but Warlock is still part of everything and Warlock and Doug will be able to see everything, even spots that they tell everyone are secret spots. Don't worry about it. You all can talk about your secrets in this little room. No one's watching you. Let's let's talk about how Professor X, you know, a telepath, the world's greatest, wasn't able to just go inside Cypher's brain and be like, oh, shit. But here's the thing. This is where I think the the perception of Cipher compared to who he actually is changes. I, oh, I think you're right. I think yeah. There's Charles no reason. Was the naive one this time. Yeah, exactly. Charles had no reason to think that this kid, this nice kid, would be spying on him. He's not. He's never been one of the players. He's such a, a sweet boy. Guy. Yeah, he's never been a sneaky person, and this is sneaky, but. He's sneaky because he doesn't trust him. And he's he's sneaky because he fucking grew up around these motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like if you tell me, hey, man, I know you've seen a lot of shit. You've seen everything you've read in the past 60 years of X-Men. Don't there, worry about it. Everything's was, cool now. <laughs> there was a line in the beginning when Doug is about to get going with Krakoa after he um, left, after Xavier left. And he says, like talking to himself, like he's still talking to Professor X, which I lays the groundwork for how he feels about this this guy. Hey, Professor, what happens if the island tries to eat me? Oh, don't worry, Douglas, my boy. Everything will work out fine. Just like that one time you died while I was in space having sex with a bird lady. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's exactly like yeah. Xavier wasn't there to protect his kids, and Doug died because of it. And he feels like he could be being reckless, but he doesn't really care what happens to me. Exactly. I know that because it's already because it's happened. legitimately happened. You know, then we have in an the- interesting scene where Destiny meets the Cuckoos. Yeah, this is a fun and one. It is a fun one because she basically tells them their future in a really vague fortune tellery way. And that was really interesting. And I want I, I hope it has a payoff from what we see. Oh, I think it will. We know from future cable that he does end up with one of them. Yeah. Yeah. We saw the old version of her living with him. Yep. Like that part of the prophecy is going to be true. Yeah. So that's interesting how they're laying this, the groundwork for that. Yeah. Then we get to the part where I don't fully know how I feel about it, which is Emma Frost's motivation. I get that she feels betrayed and I get if anyone feels betrayed, or if Emma Frost feels betrayed, she's going to react in a very heavy way. Yeah. But I feel like the way she handles all this is kind of irresponsible and puts everything at risk because she was offended. I don't... Here's the thing. I think Emma knew damn well that what what she wanted this to end like. like I think in her mind, Moira dies, not a mutant. We get to keep the island. We get to keep everything. This dumb bitch is gone and and I will fucking like unify this island myself because Emma has always that's her. All she wants is what's best for everybody and, you know, a little bit more for herself. And so like I, I truly think that she knew what her end game was and that this was the the best way to get there because her game was to burn it down like that it's emma's inferno like her her goal was to end the reign supreme of charles and and eric and that's exactly what she got 
if this whole thing, if the resolution of this book was her endgame, then yes, that, that's really cool. I, I, be- I do believe it. I, Emma has traditionally been written as and, and has traditionally been a character who plays the long game and knows exactly what she's doing, even when she's pissed. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I do like how she explains how her telepathy works compared to Xavier. Yeah. And the fact that uh, Moira was trying to hide something made it more obvious to her. Yeah. I, I like that. And she realized that she has things like how to change mutants back mm-hmm. to humans, which is going to be really important to some of my theories of the future. But um, she shows Destiny and Mystique, hey, this is what I saw in her brain. This is what she's afraid of. We need to talk about this and you need to handle her. And I'm going to give you a little gift to handle her. So eventually uh, Orcus kidnaps Moira. So the, one second, the gift she gives her, the gift Emma gives uh, Mystique and Destiny is a gun that Forge made way, way, way back in the day that turn that takes away a mutant's power that basically turns a mutant into a human and it yeah. was originally created to use to take rogue down but they missed and they hit storm and that's when storm didn't have her powers for all that time that's that's the very weapon that turned storm into a a person huh. so we get to for some reason one of my favorite parts in this whole series because i like this little moment between xavier and magneto it's where great. he's just kind of like are you ever tired of this like the constant just we're always doing this yeah. especially between two guys who got to watch multiple lives where they did this yeah like i like the idea that magneto's just like man maybe we do need some 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 weight off our shoulders you know and xavier's the one being like you know heavy's the head that wears the crown like we gotta as do this as they're literally both putting their crowns on yeah, very subtle. Um, so I like the idea that almost Eric's tired and Xavier's like, no, nah, we got this. Like, because in, in his mind, we actually do win. Like, there yeah. is a path to victory if we stick to what we're doing now. If there's like, anything that's consistent in this Inferno series is how fucking naive Charles Xavier is. Yes. So then we get to another big surprise. We find, unless, did we already know this? Did we know that Sentinel was from the future? So, yes. Was it implied but not said? I think... It was a surprise to me. I I think we knew she was, quote-unquote, from the future, but I don't know if we knew which future until now. Like, actually from Moira's future that we saw in yes. Power of X and everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was a cool little twist where it's like... Oh, man, was that cool. Yeah, I was almost like, yeah, the mutants actually might have won if someone from that other abandoned timeline isn't there pushing things forward even faster. Yeah. Like Mastermind and, and, uh, and everything like that. So this whole bit where she's explained to him, like, this is the future. This is how we handle it. And almost this this idea that, like, we have to do this ahead of time, because if we don't, Here's what's going to happen. The children of the vault are going to come out. They're going to lose because Apocalypse comes back with his kids. Yeah. yeah That's awesome. That would have been great it. to see. Mm-hmm. But this is, she already calculated all this shit. And apparently in her timeline, the mutants make peace or did they defeat the alien machines? 
eventually they they take they conquer the humans then they conquer like that basically the machines and then they conquer the fail the phalanx when the phalanx yeah. comes down it's like almost like the secret is they do win from this timeline because of what they've been doing so now she's pushing master master mold or Ma- master mold sorry forward she, she's pushing nimrod forward Sorry, Nimrod. I can think yeah, of that. But because they're, they're making the master mold right now, though. That's what. Yeah. That's where. That's where you're getting that from. So I found that really interesting. Like that makes a whole new wrinkle. Oh, it's it's into, fascinating. Uh, it it's fascinating because she's basically in this timeline to do exactly what the mutants are doing. Like they're yeah. doing the same thing. They're both they're doing like, Terminator. They're doing the Terminator thing. One hundred percent. Yeah. She she's a T one thousand basically, just trying to change everything back to the way her mind it should be. Even though, like in the end, she would lose too. I, I guess it depends how you look at it with the failings if they're yeah. futuristic robots. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so then we have again. I, I like this issue. This particular issue I really like. By the way, before I get to the last issue, I do too. Um, Can you explain to me how? Oh oh oh, that's right. She has that tracker in her fucking. In her arm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, that's right. Duh, that's why they cut her. Never mind. <laughs> I just, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, so then we cut to Xavier Magneto tracking down Moira from the uh, tracker in her metal arm, which I honestly forgot. Not a me- it was not, it's not metal yet. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. <laughs> um, and they walk into a room and see a bunch of dead dudes, and they're really confused. They don't know what's happening. And they cut back to the past where Moira was captured and basically Mystique just killed her way through by shapeshifting, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the teleporter opens up and a bunch of different agents. We have shield agents and aim and all this Orcus people. Okay. So real quick though, like yeah. why this all happened. So Mystique is setting a trap. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We just didn't really, we didn't really touch on that part. Like she's they setting ex- a trap. Explain for- it more in the next issue, but yeah. Yeah, so she's setting a trap for them um, because the alarm is going off in this in this base that Mystique just killed everybody in. So both Charles and, and Charles and Eric are heading there, but so are Orcus, who's getting an alarm that they're under attack from mutants. So like they're both heading to the same same place when, like you said, a teleporter opens and Nimrod and Sentinel are there with an army of people. Now, again, because you, you're saying your theory is that Emma knew exactly how this would play out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, Destiny and Mystique planned on killing them in this instant. Yeah, she and didn't so care. Emma just had to be confident that they survived this massive no, I, attack. Well, yeah, because she, Emma... Well, survive, I guess. It doesn't matter, I guess. She yeah. doesn't care. But yeah, exactly. Emma knows she can bring him back, which is, a, you know, spoiler alert for the next one. But, um, like, no, no. She... 100% the only thing I think Emma didn't plan was Doug like I yeah. think she wanted them to turn Moyer into a human and then kill her because that way time won't reset they get to keep Krakoa everything that they built is still there and then Emma can go knowing that Charles and, and Eric are probably dead from whatever the fuck Mystique and Destiny are going to do, then she can go and do exactly what she ended up doing anyway, which is tell everyone on the Quiet Council what the fuck happened so that basically 
they can reunify Krakoa, which is all she's really wanted was their survival. Like that she is the only true believer here. Like Charles and Eric, they're doing it for their own selfish reason. Like she mm. got brought into this because all she cares about is the longevity of her people. So just based off this issue alone, without knowing what happens in the next issue, I would give this four and a half X's. Oh, I gave it four X's myself. Yeah. So strong issue. Strong Here's issue. The thing, it does feel like a big buildup, but for me personally, so does the next issue to the point where I really thought there was a fifth issue until I got to the end of this book. I truly did too. Honestly, yeah. like, like this does feel like it's missing an issue. That's kind of a weird feeling to have at the end of an event, you know? Yeah. I Well, we lost the artist. So I'm wondering if something happened and like what maybe yeah, how we have like four other artists on the book. <laughs> yeah. Was there like, was this plan to be a five issue one? And they're like, fuck it. Let's just make X-Men immortal. And that's where we'll continue this. Like maybe. What? Yeah. So we have now Xavier and Magneto surrounded by all these different guys and these two robots and they make a clear point nimrod that you don't matter to us any more than mutants do exactly you're not you all use us as tools yes so this is how much you matter and they just wipe out all the security guards killing them all kill okay kill every human in orcas who went through that teleporter yeah and i'm sure Xavier Magneto very confused about what they're watching right now. Yeah. It's like, all right, good start, good start. All right, so are we on the same team now, or what's happening? Yeah. So we have a really good fight where we oh just have God. Magneto just drop and shun this guy. We have, I I don't fully understand what, how Xavier like blew up the brain inside Nimrod or whatever um, for a moment. That was a weird thing he did there. Because there is still a human consciousness in there, I think. Yeah, it's again, shout out to the art in this fight. The art in this fight scene is fantastic. Just imagine if we had the original artist doing this, though. Yeah, uh, it would be better. Silva. There's some great shots, me. great panel layouts that I just really appreciate just from that aesthetic level. And like I said, there's a really cool shot of uh, Xavier like energy coming out of his eyes, which we've never seen before. I feel like, yeah, maybe he's got like maybe he unleashed his like telekinetic powers or some shit. Yeah, know. that's that's what it really felt like. It felt like telekinetic, not psychic but like Could be. Yeah. he cracked open nimrod's brain and like you have uh we cut back to the past where we don't know at this time that the gun is a power taking no, away we do we do when emma did she say that? no she said sure. i have a gift we didn't know what the gift was yet oh we didn't she i swear to god the last panel was her giving them the gun wasn't it no 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 because this right, you keep talking issue... i'm gonna go back and look yeah, this issue you see Mystique shoot her, and then the panels go to white because we don't know what it is, and then it says the death of Moira X. Oh, okay. All and, right. And then the next panel is her. I read them like go. back to back. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. So like I think I like. Yeah, I cl- I I missed that up. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, All so. right. So then we cut to Emma explaining what the gun is, and then we see exactly how Mystique kind of recaptured Moira. And then she explains to her, hey, now you're human. Now we can kill you because you can't restart time anymore. Yep. And this is where I get scared because she talks about how she wants to fix everything by just taking away mutant powers from the get-go. 
yep. from kids before they even become mutants. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, doing exactly what almost got her killed in the first place. She's doing exactly what got her killed in the first place. Uh, yeah. Remember in issue one of Inferno when I was like, Moira's up to something because she went and got her old notebook that had all the formula for the cure for for mutants. Like, yeah, she's been planning this the whole time. Yeah, which also feels like. Wow, is that why she wanted Destiny out of the picture? Because Destiny would see yes. that she's planning on just wiping out yep. mutants in general. That's why she didn't want precogs. Yep, I think that's what's going on. So at one point, uh, Magneto is pointing Sentinel's own blaster at her face, about to kill her. And then Nimrod's like, uh-uh, I have uh, Xavier. I'll kill him if you do it. And Xavier explains, if we die, we can't warn everyone about what we just experienced and what we saw. Yeah. Which I'm like, man, that does that because you do write yourself in a corner where the characters can't die. What's the stake? And that's a really clever stake to have. They've done it a couple times, but this is the most severe I've noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like the art, just really nice in these fight scenes, like the shading and everything. Like it's really, really nice. And eventually Magneto's like, all right, fine, deal. I let her go. And he's like, no. oh, wow, you trusted me. Charles tells him to trust. Like he's like, tr- yes. you know what I mean? Like we have to trust him. Like again, it's Charles Xavier's naivety that fucking cost them everything and eventually he just he kills charles magneto just throws every metal thing in existence possible at him and eventually kills him which then cuts back to the well not right now but eventually cuts back to the first page i think of this event where emma's bringing them back yes Mm -hmm. yes this is the reasoning behind that yep so then we have the major issue of Doug, who walks in right before they kill Moira. And he reveals that he's been watching everything. And by the way, can we just take one moment to be like, this is Doug's chance to be one of the sexiest motherfuckers in the world. Look at how he's standing in that doorway. Yeah. Doug's yep. like, you know, I've been doing some weightlifting. I got Warlock as one arm. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I got my girl Bay here. Who can I got? I secretly you. got my seven foot tall girl. wife, <laughs> killer, killer wife with me. Yeah, like so. If you want to fuck with me, like you gotta fuck with her, and she'll probably win. <laughs> like that's just what it is. You have Krakoa watching above them. Yeah, like his eyes, which I love that shot of his like his eyes watching them, like. Th- if you told me before this event, the person with the biggest checkmate in this whole story is going to be Doug. I'd it be like, had wow. to be, though. It had to be because we knew from the beginning that the only person who could talk to Krakoa was Doug. Yeah. Like, of course, he always had this. Like, maybe not. We didn't know this specific thing, but he always had this fucking checkmate. So eventually, Destiny lays out three different possibilities that really aren't good because either way, it will mean that they're apart mystique and destiny yes either they'll die or they'll be apart from exile like the best option is option three which is letting moira go do your own thing which is a human that knows how to take out mutants that's great that's gonna be fine yeah Um, nothing bad could come from that no and then uh we cut to the resurrection of magneto and xavier and essentially Emma laying the new law of like, if you're part of the council, you're going to know the truth, which I don't know yet how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't either, to be honest with you. Because I feel like you're just making the same lie, but just in a bigger group. Yeah, you're just, you're just central cracks. (laughs) Yeah, you're just, yeah, you're just putting more, uh, 
more room for error. Essentially, you are now trusting what Sinister with the secret of this. You're trusting anyone on the council, but especially Sinister. Or, I'm going to be or, honest um, with you. Sinister is the one I would I would trust the most not to say anything because there's too much that he could be like, oh, there's too much I can play with. If when people don't know, I have all this leeway. You know what I mean? Like, well, I wonder how much because we don't really know exactly what they told the rest of the council. That's true. like, did they just show mentally show them what they saw or just explain a few things? Because if you're talking to Sinister, that means he now knows that he's going to make chimeras and betray everyone, which yeah. means everyone the council knows that, which feels like it's going to be a conflict from just that alone. That's true. We don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's very likely. Um, explain the gist of it. Is Emma. Wait, hold on a second. Emma is the only telepath on on the council when Charles is dead, right? Yeah. So it's possible she quote unquote showed them, but left out a lot of key things like sinister betraying them, shit like that. You know, it's like the main point. Make make them think they saw everything because they opened their mind to her, but like you know, hid whatever she wanted to because Emma's a badass. Yeah. So basically, this book ends with a compromise, almost like. Hey, you're going to be less in control and we're all going to know the secret. And that's how we're going to play is to have a better group of leaders. Here's my thing at the end of all this, before I give my final review, what was the point of it then? Yeah. Like, like we just said, what if you're just telling the main members of the council, you have what? Nine, 12 people. Something. I don't know. Yeah. You have 12 people that know the secret before three people knew the secret it's still a secret you can still get out and mess up the whole island yeah i I, it it would make more sense to me if they just told everyone yeah you know and calls just like a flat out like revolution of like we're taking over the island ourselves now um I don't really know. I guess the drama comes in to like, well, everyone on that, everyone on that, on that council knows that mutants always lose and they're all mutants. So they have like that inherent, like, okay, well, we're in this together. Yeah. But what they don't know is what Charles and, and Magneto lost, which is, you know, Nimrod and Sem- and Sentinel are like ready to go now. Like they are yeah. like after us because in their timeline we always win. You know what I mean? Like they don't they don't know that now. So like that could be some of the payoff from this. You know, like that kind of like like there is a lot of new <clears throat> elements to this whole grand story. For yeah, sure. exactly. There's a but lot of bra- there's a lot of road to, to take. Why, why wasn't there an arc in the X-Men book called Inferno? You know what I mean? It should have been, yeah. Like, I feel like there's an obsession now in comics. Like, everyone talks about event fatigue, and I don't always believe that. But I, what I don't like is when you have a really solid run of a comic and go, there's a good story. Let's make it an event. <clears throat> like, that's how we don't, that's why we don't have some of the classic runs anymore because you're taking the best aspect of the story and waiting to make it a big blockbuster event instead yeah. of just putting it in the actual book. They're treating it like this is the the regular story is like the the one you get on TV and now this is the one you go to the theaters to see. You know what I mean? Like kind of like because 
actually perfect example imagine reading um claremont's run and yeah. the dark phoenix saga was its own separate event instead of just issue you know whatever whatever, whatever. exactly it's it i mean any any of the things claremont did you know what i mean like yeah. the fact that claremont did any of that without any of it really being an event like the only times he was dragged well, back then into- they didn't really have that many events like they until didn't. secret wars exactly i was gonna say the o- the only times he was dragged in was secret wars one and two and like yeah. it wasn't really an x-men story like yeah, well exactly i guess the second one became a little bit because i think the phoenix got involved but anyway i've actually never read secret wars it's i have it and i've never read it <laughs> it sucks well because infinity golly came out and they wanted to match it yeah so infinity gauntlet is really good yeah. Like it still holds up. Oh no, it was Infinity Gauntlet and um, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Like, yeah, they really wanted say, to, like, yeah, yeah, Crisis was the one that went up against um, Secret Wars. Yeah, and like that's like I read that recently. It still really holds up. It's a good event. It's a little long winded, but it's a yeah, it's a good event. Who di- who handled that one? Who did that one again? Perez, Wolfman, Perez, and Perez. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Future RIP. I don't know how that works. Yeah, George. That's sad, man. It is sad. I met him one time. He's a really nice guy. Exactly. Me too. He, he used to go to a lot of the cons around here. Or, or oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, he's always super pleasant. He's like, I mean, he's his legacy in comics is crazy. Dude, I mean. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, George Perez, a really famous artist and writer, Wonder Woman and Teen Titans. He has cancer and he's terminal and he's kind of just accepted it. And yeah. he came out and said, I have like maybe six months to live and I'm just going to enjoy my life. Yeah. So that's, that's a sad thing. I mean, the one, the one nice thing about that, though, is like he gets to be alive while everybody like remembers how great he is. You know what I mean? Like he gets to feel that outpouring of love of everyone saying, you impacted my life like without the new teen titans like i would have felt like an outside you know like yeah he, he, he just did a big it. interview with uh marv wolfman they had like a big reunion talk oh did they other. oh shit, yeah he I was wearing it. like a big uh, wolfman was wearing like a big like nightwing jacket like yeah, nice because he created nightwing i mean yeah. they both they both did um yeah i'll look that up that sounds good yeah um so that issue I, itself because i, it. I felt yeah. like it was so it's weird. I don't want to say anticlimactic, but that's what I feel like. But I'm exactly what it issue. was. Yeah, it was a lot of buildup for a more or less status quo ending. Exactly. Not the the status quo changed in little bits, but didn't like shift dramatically. Exactly. And it then like, shifted dramatically end. for like a handful of people. Yeah. And like maybe we now think, oh wow, things are going to be different. But like overall, nothing changes. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. So I have to, because of that, I have to give it three X's. I gave it three X's as well. Yeah. So as a whole, how many X's do you give Inferno as a whole? God damn. I don't know because you know how I am. Like if you don't stick the landing, that really like. Oh, absolutely. That really hurts. Um, So I think three overall. I was going to say three and a half X's. Yeah. <clears throat> but we can i think me and you can both agree that this event inferno is better than the one we're gonna cover right now yeah yeah i think we agree on that so let's jump into the trial of magneto issue four josh take it away well i don't have a pulled up yet one sec josh take your time i will absolutely all right trial of magneto episode four <laughs> um so yes. go. dun dun Last time we Wanda came back, kaiju were attacking. Wanda no, no, no. didn't remember what I'm gonna interrupt you one second. What before we continue? 
Is this the worst titled event? The trial of Magneto? Yeah. Um, the trial lasted about one issue. Yeah. It's the worst title in the sense of like, it has literally nothing to do. Well, they tried to, they try, they tried to squeeze in a different meaning of the trial of Magneto at the very end. Sure. Okay. Um, All right, we'll get to it then. <laughs> but overall, I, I think I'm inclined to, to go with you on this one. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we left we left these people off. Like uh, Wanda was back. Wanda didn't really remember much. Wanda didn't remember her kids. The kaiju were attacking. Kaiju were attacking, and that's where we left off. And she met the old version of her. Nicole. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then we realized in this nether nether realm that she was was in. Uh, her old self was the one pulling some strings and attacking her. Some strings, sure. I, I guess I don't know. So. That's the that's my review right there of the issue of the whole event. I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know. So <laughs> this issue opens with a flashback to when the five decided to bring Wanda back to resurrect Wanda. I'm not sure if they just they unilaterally did this. Did somebody ask them to do this? I don't. I don't really know. But I think the five went rogue and decided they were going to just bring Wanda back on her own. Yeah, they went rogue because she was saying, Hope was saying, like, what are they going to do, fire us? That's a good point. That's a solid point. All right, so so that was before. So now we cut back to Wanda's back. Wanda doesn't remember her kids. Her kids are taking that very well, by the way. Like, yeah. imagine, imagine your mom, you think your mom is dead. Then all of a sudden your mom's not dead. And then your mom's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd handle that super cool, too. But I guess I also haven't fought a lot of space wars and whatnot. Um, So while this is happening, Cool Hand Billy, Billy's the magic one, right? Yes. Billy is like, listen, man, mom was probably killed by some magic. Did we ever talk about magic? Oh, you said it was metal? Metal's easily enchanted. You should look for enchanted metal. Like, I just know all of that. I just saved X Factor probably seven issues worth of work. Um, so that's true though <laughs> it's so like what the fuck and then he even says like the metal yuru that's that's a good one to enchant that's yeah, that's that. from Thor I know but like literally that is the one like the one he picks is the yeah. one that ends up being you know what I mean like oh Jesus fucking Christ um, anyway so while this is happening the kaiju are still attacking they're Billy and Tommy are like, wait, there's kaiju now. Oh, I I automatically know this is because of my mom. So we'll be right back. Like again, all right. Like and this how- happened in X Factor too. We're like now we're just rushing to the finish now. Like you took your time and now we're running. <laughs> like I, exactly. Like I I don't I just like it. She does this a lot when she's rushed, which is like. Oh, here's a thing that like in no way do Kaiju and fucking Wanda go together. But no. Billy and Tommy are like Billy specifically are like, oh, Kaiju. Oh, that's because my mom is a splintered self right now. We need to reconnect her magic body. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> yeah. We'll, How do we get from that point A to point B? <laughs> we'll be right back and we'll have an answer for the Kaiju. See ya. And so that's basically <laughs> what happened. Uh, Billy and Tommy take their mom away to kind of like uh, do some magic on her. Meanwhile, in a realm that goes on to become known as the Eldrick or- Orchard, orchard sure. um, 
Wanda fights old Wanda. And old Wanda says, I'm fighting you because this is like, okay, I think this is someone who just watched WandaVision, especially at the second to last episode, and was like, all right, I got an idea for this segment of the story. 100%. This is somebody who's like, oh, I like this Scarlet Witch character because I saw like the last three episodes of this series. (laughs) Um, So I'm about to probably say some really stupid shit. So go for it. so then the premise of this book becomes a tale of forgiving oneself, of dealing with guilt, of the fractured nature of our psyches and how it's important to do some self-healing. Yeah. When do we go here? Who is this character? What, what, what the fuck happened? How did we get here? I, I get it. 100% Wanda has constantly been a character of guilt and, and survival and, and fucking betrayal and all these things. I, I get it. She's long been treated as the the vessel in which we put all mental illness on um but like this kind of like everything else just started feeling like ham fisty and ham fisted and preachy yeah and and i'm like all right cool like why don't we just love each other more and then we'll all be healed and honestly the thing is i don't feel like her problem was ever in at least in the comic book world i don't think her problem was she doesn't forgive herself everyone else fucking hates her Everyone on both sides hates Everyone. her. And, and I and and again, I don't read much outside of X Men and Daredevil and and, uh, and Spider Man in the Marvel universe these days. But I mean, my takeaway of Scarlet Witch has always been somebody who is like scared to use her powers because she's afraid of all the things she's done already. Like she does feel guilt. I don't think it's necessarily yes. been a defining characteristic until maybe like the past five-ish years or so when but. we when we review eventually um avengers of x-men i feel like the prologue in that book is all about her saying fuck you guys i already forgave myself and that's what's important i'm gonna do my own thing that's uh that's a solid point too i do vaguely but that, that's why i'm like wait didn't she already forgive herself it's everyone else that hasn't forgiven her and like we'll get to why that changes at the end but i also still feel like it was a really fast like flip of the switch now like oh man we love her motherfuckers you made a whole culture calling her the pretender like <laughs> well the gift that she gives and again like this all then and there's another swerve coming up in the next issue which is like what the shit with this book anyway um so yeah so scarlet which thanks to the help of her kids and her older self and younger self huh and the younger self that's in this picture, like it's oh, and and eventually yourself, I guess too. But my anyway, past, my present, my future. Yeah, yeah. She heals herself. She spins the wheel. There's all kinds of like as above, so below, fucking wicked nonsense being. being that's why I stopped reading because I saw where it was going, and I was like, I'm done. I'm good. I, I'm 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 not. I'm not in high. I'm not a high school e- fucking Mogoth anymore. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> I'm so old. I'm sorry. I'm so bitter, everybody. Um. <laughs> And so Wanda has been self-healed and knows that the only way to redemption is through self-forgiveness and then also stabbing things in the eyes. And so she helps with calling in the power of her older self. She helps the X-Men and Krakoa defeat the Kaiju that are also there because of her. Um, At one point, though, my favorite part of this book is Gambit and Rogue. I thought of you right away when this happened. (laughs) They come through a gate and Rogue's like, 
oh shit <laughs> gambit's like oh babe we we missed the monster party and she's like there's still time and my boy gambit for like rogue flying into action my boy gambit's like hold on i gotta pop my shirt off real quick yeah, he doesn't have to take his shirt off why is he yeah. shirt off? <laughs> he doesn't have to but he has to it's yeah. spiritually and so uh yeah so everybody fights kaiju they win wanda um confronts her older self wanda confronts her kids everybody's like cool you're alive uh what happened though who who attacked you what's yeah, going you on? were still murdered that's still a crime yeah. so what's going on and wanda's like i know who attacked me and that's how the the story ends for this two x's two x's oh my god that's literally what i gave it to two x's so that brings us to the trial of magneto number five the end uh, also called what the fuck also called oh shut the fuck up also oh. you know what this should have been called the death of the scarlet witch which is you know what they the do yeah. point of this and then you could end it with saying the rebirth of the scarlet witch yeah exactly anyway i had a better idea just now yeah fire me <laughs> yeah so uh so wanda tells everybody that it was toad that attacked her okay first of all before we do this she points and said it was you right and the next page at least for me is the credits page and it says to catch a toad and then we cut to toad and i'm like that's a weird transition wait yours says to catch a toad oh yeah there it is yeah yeah to catch yep. yeah so like that's a weird transition to go to yeah yeah because you give away the thing that's about to happen yeah and anyway, so that's what happens. The council is convened. Uh, Toad stands accused of attempted murder. Uh, since she's not technically a mutant in a, in a human, I guess, you know, that's against definitely their... not a human. <laughs> yeah. Go with us here, please. Um, so as punishable by isolation in, in Krakoa with Sabretooth. And so that's what happens, even though Wanda's like, no, don't do it. I forgive him. They're like, no, that don't, that's not good enough for us. And so Toad has the murder weapon on him. Everything just so easily points to Toad. And then Toad is like, I did it for you, Magneto, because she destroyed the Brotherhood of Mutants back in 1983. <laughs> and so like, they throw him into the fucking pit as he's like saying, I did it for you, Damien. It's all for you. And fucking so also, I was really upset because as someone who really liked Jason Aaron's um, Wolverine and the X-Men run, Toad was like the lovable janitor, and he just became a really lovable character. Yeah, Toad has had a redemption, and to like do this to Toad is like, wait, what? That's not who he is anymore. Yeah, very weird. Anyway, this is a or something. Someone I don't give a fuck about. But yeah, there's other brotherhood members. Yeah. Avalanche um, Quake, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, yeah blob no blob is no he's a bartender blob's living his best life right now he really is <laughs> i of all the spinoffs we're getting why aren't we getting one just called the green lagoon yeah that'd be nice like this weird detective story maybe like all happening at this lagoon or like he's just like no it's just all blob like overhearing all these different adventures you know like like yeah. it's just a bunch of one shots of like gambit comes to the bar he's like oh mon ami let me tell you about this adventure i was just on <laughs> And then, like, we just see that story. Like, oh, I guess it'd be like a one off issue in the middle of a run, basically. Oh, that would be cool. That would be fun, yeah. too. And I want it to happen at some point. Um, so Wanda says it was Toad. Toad goes to prison. 
then we then the council goes away they they adjourn for the day they're like hey magneto come with us he's like no i have another meeting i can't go with you daughter and so his other two daughters are like oh let him go he is a man of guilt a man of who wants to fight for what he believes in but knows he must be isolated it goes on into the psychology of magneto and how this is his trial is to be heavy as the head that wears the crown basically again who um, this crown and everything else he's changed his clothing like five times in this five issues <laughs> in this five issues he's gone from every different costume he has had yeah so don't understand what's happening there um and purple is still the best 100 will be and always will be um so we then cut to find out what happened the night the scarlet witch was murdered she uh ready for a convoluted mess <laughs> yeah um so at some point magneto told scarlet witch i guess about the resurrection protocol he got drunk and told her about resurrection yeah. right and he's like i should have never told you that why did i do it and he starts shaking wanda and she's like no i have an idea listen to me and her idea is basically um we're gonna frame you for murdering me yep check but then we're gonna frame toad <laughs> and Which it's they really- never show what that would be a good dialogue conversation convincing Toad and Toad being so dedicated to this idea of what could happen. Why did we have to frame anyone? I don't understand any of that. So she fakes her own murder, yes. thinking that the only way that the, out of guilt, if they if the if Krakoa knew that somebody on Krakoa killed her, that they would feel so guilty and they would use the resurrection protocols to bring her back, even though she's not a mutant. Um, and she still kind of did it herself anyway. And then yeah. she murders herself with you know the piece of metal we see later. No, um, I'm saying she brought herself back almost like Legion did, where like they started it and she finished it. One hundred percent. Um, and so and she yeah. even says, "I'm beyond death." So like, wh- why did we do this? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I so here's here's what I'm taking away. She had to go through the resurrection protocol because she needed her body and consciousness to be inside of Krakoa at some point so that she could lay the magic groundwork for what she's about to summon with Legion and Proteus and herself, which is a basically, well, Polaris couldn't do it. Yeah, but she was there. Yeah, but she was there to, to witness it. Like Polaris always is there to witness everything. She's basically a notary. Um, <laughs> so, oh shit! <laughs> sorry. I just <sighs> anyway. Um, and so we find out that what Wanda is giving the mutants is the ability to bring everyone back. Anyone who was not really a mutant yet but maybe was gonna be a mutant anyone who was a mutant before cerebro even started backing everyone up she's giving them the access to the astral plane and this yes, new it is the ultimate MacGuffin now one anyone who's died but jillion percent she gave yeah. them the ultimate MacGuffin, and they use it immediately to bring back john proudstar the one and only thunderbird which until now 
has been basically the longest running character to legit just stay dead. Yeah, he came back once during Necro Nation, whatever, or Necro OSHA. But where, wasn't like, Zelina but, brought back a bunch of dead people? His yeah, spirit but came it, back and helped X Force, whatever. It was his spirit. He wasn't actually back. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't actually him. Yeah, it was exactly. it, it was Marvel's um, Blackest Night, basically. Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> once so, again. <laughs> so. So we now we now see that that's what this gift is. And we see all of the mutants having access to these new eggs that hatch mutants in the, the 20 million more mutants. So basically, this is all Wanda undoing the damage she did before. Yes, it is her ultimate redemption that now she took away almost every mutant and now she gave them access to almost every to mutant. every to every mutant she yeah. or or anyone else would have taken away. Which yeah. works in concert with the fact that Moira has a cure, and she specifically says we can cure them before their X gene even goes into oh, yeah, kicks in. This specifically said we can bring them back even if their X gene never activated. So, yes, uh, cool, cool. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's basically how this book ends with them having access to everything. Uh, Thunderbird is back. Everyone can come back now. Everyone now loves Wanda. Exodus is now telling the kids stories about the one who went from the pretender to the redeemer. And then Rusev is in this. Mamiro. Miro is in this. The book. redeemer. And then <laughs> Wanda herself decides, oh, you're not telling it right. Let me tell my own story. And then she just jumps into the campfire and be like, once upon a time, there was a witch. And then someone goes, how the fuck do you even get here? You're not, you're not a fucking mutant witch. Can like, you explain why you're still here? Yeah. Are you a mutant? Is that what happened? I don't and then we you. get to my favorite page of this whole series, which is this, this backsplash that just says the Scarlet Witch in that cool ass font. And then this cool like little graphic design here of the Scarlet Witch's mask. Which would have been great if it said reborn because the book was called The Death of Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Either way. Neither. Um, uh, I gave this one. I gave this one. Legitimately, I gave this one three X's. Yeah, three. Two X's. of them were. I don't mind having this MacGuffin where we can bring back a bunch of old characters. At least this is a complete status quo change. Yes. This, even though I don't like this story and how it's laid out and how it resolved, the end result is a complete status quo change. The rules have now changed because of what she did. It yes. did in the long run redeem a character and kind of relieve her guilt of what she did previously. And it had a real repercussion. It, and it we did. have Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Thunderbird is back. We have, we have Thunderbolt and Thunderbird. Yeah. So, like, I do like the resolution and the possibilities in the future. Yes. I really didn't like this series. I did not like this series either. I... There's part of me that the sappy part of me is is was like very happy to see Thunderbird back and interacting with Storm and Banshee again. There was part of me that was very like touched by Wanda and Magneto and Polaris having like kind of like an actual family moment a couple times, you know, like that was nice. Overall, they, the earned, they would have been great. If those yeah. moments were earned, I would have cared a lot more about them, but they weren't because like what was this book focusing on? Because the know. first issue, yeah, everyone assumed Magneto did it. But when you find out what happened, 
Why did anyone have to be framed? I don't know. I don't know why any like again, the only like no one had to be framed for her to die. Like she could have oh. still done this, and then they could have just been like, Oh wow, we'll never find her killer. I guess that person was good. Like, yeah. I don't get it. It's, it's stupid. Really fucking weird. And then like this whole thing with Toad. So my knee is gonna be guilty because he let Toad take the fall. But here's again the thing. She said, okay, the, the uh, island will be guilty and they'll resurrect me. But maybe if you die and you explain to them what you made, wouldn't they be thankful and resurrect you? Yeah. Well, they they are thankful. Yeah. They're clearly thankful. Meaning, hey, if you're so thankful, hey, man, no one killed me. Since you guys yeah. now understand what happened, no one killed me. Yeah. I don't now, have to like, frame anyone because I'm standing right here now. I'm back. I'm fully back. And then we yeah. have this weird other world waiting room yeah whatever they you call could it. at this point the with what she's given them she could legit just be like all right all right hold on a second now i gotta tell you toad didn't really doing this i just needed you all to to understand i just needed to trick you all into resurrecting me toad didn't really do anything get him out of there like yeah. what are they gonna do be like oh we hate you again like no she's just like they'll be like ah oh. shit okay cool that's fucked up, but you know, we've all done fucked up shit. Hey, Magneto, you probably should have not handled it that way because, like, we almost killed you. And, like, yeah, but that was you know, stupid. None, none of these people have a track record of making very good decisions. So it's fine, no, I but guess. I feel like this story in particular made them all look stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Including Scarlet Witch. Yeah, a little bit. Like, it's the, weird. the best, the people who came out looking the smartest were, were Billy and Tommy. Yeah. Like, as an event as a whole, two X's. Yeah, me too. And again, only because there is a legitimate status quo change by the end of it. But I yeah. feel like it's not earned, and it feels like another book. Yep. And we know that originally this was going to be just part of the X-Factor book. And again, like I said, they have to make it an event. But, like, the way this laid out, the way it's laid out, the way it's paced, the way all this like just doesn't work. No. For a writer that we know is a good writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know. I, it's just, yeah. I'm very, I want to actually read some of her indie stuff to see, like, when she has her own pace, her own rules, yeah. no one kind of hovering over her. How does she write? Because I'm curious about that because I don't like this. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. It always starts really well. Yeah. Yeah. So, my original question when we started was now that Hickman's going to be gone and we know about all his announcements, and if we feel that are they just going to throw things at the wall, see what sticks from like Hickman's like final notes kind of thing? Like, all right, that's a good idea. Let's go from there. And like we'll this, do that one too. Like, no, no, like no, pick one. No, no, no. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm now afraid, edit, editing wise, like editorial wise, the whole section of X Men is going to play out like this book, which is like this thing, this thing, this thing. Hey, don't yeah. worry though. Good resolution. And it's like, I, I guess. Is it? yeah like like <laughs> how long is that gonna last because yeah. like this this whole island situation i i just feel like in a year or two it's gonna get rebooted and changed potentially it's, i i hope it doesn't i hope they keep this as part of the mythos of the x-men and i think real part i mean i think there's a good chance that it I think there's a good chance it might not happen very soon because they hit on the way out. Hickman closed that door, which was Moira can't, if Moira is killed now, it doesn't reset anything. Yes. So 
that that at least that avenue has been taken away from them in the world of x-men yes in the world of marvel uh yeah the, the, beyonder like, flicked his switch exactly now, like they yeah. there's a bajillion other ways they can they can do it but it, it won't it won't be this way yeah like it's it kind of goes back there was a a joke about the hawkeye show and a slight spoiler uh, kingpin's in it if you don't already know that um and he was shot in it and the joke was like, oh, I wonder what happened. Maybe he's dead. Oh, maybe he's a scroll. Maybe we can get a different version of a different timeline. Maybe we can go to a different reality and get a different version. Like the stakes are less because there's so many ways out yeah. of it. Yep. By the yeah. way, if you don't know, in the comics, he's just blind after getting shot in the eye, which is equally stupid. But <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. I uh, side it. note I to a really good Marvel series. I don't know if you started reading it yet. Daredevil. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read the first trade? I, I, I read you. more than the first trade. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can't stop. Cause it's fucking good. Right. I was stuck before I moved up here. I was, I took my car to the mechanic and was there for like three hours or so. And I, and I tore through like at least two years worth of <laughs> daredevil yeah, stories. It's awesome. It's been mm-hmm. is fantastic. I can't wait to start getting into uh, the current event devil's reign. Yeah. Me so too. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at right now. I think next episode will probably be more catching up on certain events or certain issues like New Mutants and Wolverine. Yeah, we'll we have. We visit- lay it out. Yeah, we should probably we should probably touch on the X Lives. Of- I feel like oh. we haven't been with the New Mutants in a while. Let's let's catch yeah, up on. Let's do how many issues behind on New Mutants we are. Yeah, we'll catch up with New Mutants. We'll touch base with Wolverine, and then if we have time, we'll see what else is available to us. Sounds good. Hey, Josh. What's up, man? Uh, other than this new state you're in, where can they find you? You can go to KrakoaRadio.com. I'm still there. And you can also go on Twitter at Xbrarian. I'm not there very often these days because uh <laughs> very busy, but I want to get back on there. So uh holla at me. What about you, bud? Where can they find you? You can find me at Madman3005. And um, if you want to just tweet random X-Men writers that they need to come on our show, go for it. Don't harass yeah. them, but just like one tweet. That's just fine. one tweet, just one tweet. One tweet. If you want to tweet Nyla Rose because she's going to write the annual, go ahead, tweet her at her. She's really funny on Twitter, so she'll probably say something stupid to you. It's good. Nyla, Nyla Rose is the coolest, man. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, after these fun events, we'll see you in the in the white waiting room next time.